Tess and Zach had a baby. I know Tess and Zach from my art world days. I have abandoned that sector, but they remain. They just had a baby like three weeks ago in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis and their story about their 2020, about their last four months is something that I think anybody who enjoys stories will find fascinating. It's a roller coaster ride. And both of them approach life with such idiosyncratic humor and levity and intelligence. It was a pleasure catching up with them and hearing about the birth of their daughter. So music is always by Matthias DeWild. Thank you so much for listening. Well, Zach and Tess, welcome to Corona Convos. Thanks for having us. Thanks. <laughs> would, <laughs> would you give us, and by us I mean all the listeners, an update about how your life has been the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, we had a baby. <laughs> Turned upside down. Yeah, so... so can I swear? Shit got yeah, real. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> so, you know, people say you're going to be the most tired you ever are in your life. Not lying. Yeah. <laughs> the days also blend together, which did before the baby came. So, you know, I don't even know what month we're in right now. Incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, give just the details. Um April 15th at mm-hmm. four, four, or 4 o'clock, what time? 4.40. 4.40 a.m. Uh, it was snowing in Chicago in April. It was snowing. <laughs> um, there were four to six inches yeah. uh, on the ground. Wow. And, um, and we, we had a baby. We had a baby. Uh, Rory, uh, Harriet Rory Hall. What a uh, great came name. This world. Thank you. Uh, thank you. HR. Welcome. Uh, welcome. And, welcome, Rory. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, let's see, what were stats? Uh, 19 inches long, um, five or six pounds, five ounces. Nice. And um, yeah. And, and it was weird because, you know, we were at the hospital is just like a very eerie place to be labor and delivery. Usually it's like this bustling kind of like ward of the hospital with nurses and visitors and, you know, visitors being extended family members and, and everyone coming to visit people after, you know, a baby is born, but it was so quiet. Everyone was in masks. Um, it was just super weird. So it was just Zach and I in the hospital. And thankfully Zach was able to come with because we were worried that they might, you know, change the rules at any second. It, it would yeah. be giving birth alone, <laughs> which would have been Oof. awful, <laughs> but it was just me and Zach. Yeah. So. I have so many questions. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe the easiest way to do this as a structure is just go back to January 1st of 2020. Yeah. And talk about what your lives were like then. By the way, the plural of life is lives. For all those listening at home who uh, might have been confused by my use of lives there, that was incorrect. 
but <laughs> it's been a long Thursday. Um, but January 1st rolls around and obviously you don't have uh, a ripper of a New Year's Eve because at that yeah. stage you're five months pregnant. Um, yeah. So I'd just be curious if you could take us through what what it's been like and how how that's changed and your thoughts and your feelings. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we actually had January was like a big travel month for us, which is mind blowing to think of right now. Yeah. Um, but so Zach was in London. He left like January 3rd. And then I left for Amsterdam on January 5th. And then I met him in London. So we were just like traveling everywhere. Jet setting. Um, and then shortly after that, we also we went to Hawaii for a baby moon. So we were living our best life. <laughs> And uh, yeah, for, and then for me, right after that, January into February, it, it's uh, there were a couple of fairs we did. Uh, I had to do fair, fairs in LA, Palm Beach, and Naples back to back to back. Wow! Uh, so, so Zach was gone for like a month. I was gone, and um, yeah. So, but you know, be, even before, obviously, before that, uh, before January and February, we we kind of sat down and said like, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Let's do all the traveling. Let's get, um, you know, just very sales driven in my, my role. So get all the sales and things we can, um, get done and, and get closed then. Um, and then when the baby comes, try to, to take some time off. Yeah. Um, but you know, that we're not similar to you, but you, you know, we, we, for me, going traveling uh, fairs and events there as how we I do them uh, do a lot of sales and, and deals and things and so um, uh, it's it's all that aspect has totally changed yeah. um, and on top of it has changed uh, with with the baby <laughs> with uh, Roy here so you know we knew that there was going to be some some level or uh, some difference in in our travel schedule and and our work schedule uh but uh, yeah this is real different <laughs> this, is, this is different on so many different levels <laughs> and again for our listeners at home when zach is referring to fairs he is not a carny it's, we're not we're not talking about sales of cotton not candy. Not, not anymore. He, he his carny days are are long behind. <laughs> we are talking about the international art market and your specialty, if I remember correctly, is early twentieth century and late nineteenth century. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so, you are already trying to wrap things up. Uh, because of the much anticipated approach of Rory again welcome welcome to the <laughs> world and so you in some ways were sort of suited professionally for everything to shut down um, like that basically I think March 11th was when things really took a turn it's I know in NBA circles that's when Rudy Gobert tested positive and the NBA shut down. People were like, oh, shit yeah. just got real, as you mentioned earlier. Um, what were you thinking about in terms of the pregnancy and what you needed to do um, you know, in your third trimester to stay safe in an increasingly pandemic-y world? 
So basically that weekend um, was St. Patrick's Day here in Chicago. And that's an absolutely like insane time to be here. People go nuts for St. Patrick's Day celebrations. And we just were like, mm, everything that's going on, maybe we should like get out of the city for a little bit. Smart. So we we went just to Wisconsin for the weekend, and it was the it was so strange because as we were kind of in Wisconsin, we kept on hearing like, you know, maybe you know, my doctor was like, maybe you should work from home, maybe you shouldn't go into work anymore. And then as like the weekend progressed, my office basically called me Sunday night and was like, you should you can't come into the office anymore. You're like a high, even though it's not technically was in the high risk category, they just didn't want to take any chances. So myself and another colleague who were pregnant were told to just work from home um, until basically for the, for the foreseeable future. And, and then very much probably like a week or two after that, everyone was directed to work from home here in Chicago. And to, to kind of add to that, that weekend, when we went to Wisconsin, for just a little bit of time away and and uh Jess's mom called us and said hey if you're on your way home from Wisconsin yeah can you pick up what was it like toilet milk and like toilet paper and yeah. like bananas she's like every every grocery store down in Chicago has been like picked over and if you're and nothing had shut down in Wisconsin yet so she's like if you could just stop at the grocery store that would be great <laughs> and that's so wild that, yeah. That, that's when we yeah. started to think, oh, this is going to okay. be yeah. And, um, and then I, I don't think from that weekend on, you had really gone outside. Yeah, um, I pretty much just kind of like hold up from it, then on. Because there's just so much unknown for mm-hmm. pregnant women. You know, it's not like they want to do tests on pregnant ladies. And there weren't enough cases of pregnant women who have contracted it. And, you know, my worst fear, which actually almost came true, was that if I were to get sick after giving birth, they would take the baby away from you. And oh you basically would have to like be in isolation away from your baby for the first two weeks of their life. So oh. that was my biggest fear. And did that just cause a general level of anxiety that was, oh, yeah. how did you deal with that anxiety? Cause it's not like you can exercise or drink it away. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, horrible basically just just like try to you know just breathe it out <laughs> breathe out the panic attacks <laughs> exercise my navy seal box breathing <laughs> I, I kept saying like we were bobbing and weaving like uh just like a someone would throw us a punch we'd hear something and we'd just try to just we uh you know okay. uh and just everything didn't matter until that moment we were at the hospital. So you can't do anything, you know, a week before when they're telling you you're not allowed in the hospital, you have to wait that day and react that day because things were changing. Um, We were, we were in constant communication with uh, Tess's cousin who is a a ER or ER doctor. Nice. Um, Yeah. Here in Chicago. And we, we, kept asking her about you know bed capacity how many beds rules, rules, all these sorts of things and she was telling us that things were changing every day uh so though on a tuesday they would get uh, uh new policies that were in effect on wednesday and so so just like so like i said if, if we heard something if something came out 
we I we tried not to let it bother us or, or affect us until it needed to affect us. If that made makes any sense. It 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 totally does. You were you know, like you said, bobbing and weaving, you were being reactive, uh, you were putting yourselves in positions where you weren't necessarily planning too far ahead. You just had contingency plans for any anything that might come down the pipe. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And Tess, were you one of those expectant mothers who had always been excited about being pregnant or I'm just curious to know in this process, is there a sense that, oh, I didn't get to be part of a normal pregnancy evolution? And maybe that's a silly uh, question to ask, but uh, no, like, not at, not at all, because there are definitely, you know, I know people who are just like live for being pregnant and, you know, love and savor every second of it. And I was, I don't know. I, I wasn't in love with being pregnant. So this was just like another thing to deal with on top of the heartburn and the, you know, <laughs> uh, and the, the aches and pains in your back and stuff like that. So it was just, it was just kind of, for me, it wasn't like, Oh, my perfect pregnancy is marred, you know, with this black dark spot. It was just like, Oh, great. Another thing to deal with. <laughs> Zach, how do you think it changed things for you in terms of keeping your wife safe and feeling like a provider? Well, uh, so it, the, keeping her safe, it, it meant just that I had to, I wanted to take on the, the burden of going out to the store, going and doing whatever it needed. We needed to do, um, you know, to, to, to just make sure she was at home and okay, uh, and had everything that she needed. Um, it also meant that, you know, I, I, I love plans. I love to have an idea of where we're going, what we're doing, you know, one of the stories that we have is we we went to the uh, doctor's office. So there comes a point like you're in your last trimester, you're you go every week to the doctor's office. Um, and so I I was with Tess at one of the appointments, and I was just saying like, okay, so if this happens, or if we're not allowed in here, where do we go? And if beds are full, where do I go? And you know. And I wanted to get this very clear if-then plan, um, yeah. and 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 that did not give her any comfort, be, <laughs> and it was terrible because it was the the doctor basically said, "Well, I don't We're know." Flying, well, well, oh yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. If it happens, you know, they'll instruct you where to go. Um, and in hindsight, one of the questions was was that you know if we pull up to the hospital. Um, and there, the, there's no more, there's no many, there are no more beds. Um, where, what do we do? And she's like, well, they'll direct you to go to a different hospital. Okay. <laughs> which hospital? And they said, well, it's either the one 40 minutes North or downtown 40 minutes South. And, uh, and so I was just like, well, so while Tess is in labor, because we're, you kind of, that's when you go to the hospital you want me to drive 40 minutes north or south? What if she comes early? Or, or I mean, what if it's a quick labor process, uh, delivery process? And the doctor was like, well, that normally doesn't happen 
when you're with your first. Uh, but Tess only pushed for 15 minutes. Wow. Uh, active, active nice job, Tess. So, so it's like, in hindsight, I'm yeah. like, what? Well, I wanted to know. Yeah. 12 hours, but when it got down but, to it. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just, so, but in, in that regard, I wanted to make sure I had a plan. I was ready with uh, that. Whatever obstacles could come, I had a plan and a backup plan. Um, Which was easier said than done. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then in terms of provider, um, it. I, I mean, to this day, I still, you know, we I get nervous because, um, you know, people people are still transacting and buying paintings and things uh, and fine art and uh, it, but the obstacles are just terrible. Yeah. Uh, and so for me to, to be a provider um, it, while it tests it off work or, um, and also, you know, us being in kind of the same industry of sorts, uh, you know, all of our eggs are in this one basket. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, um, it, it's certainly does, um, lead to some, some anxiety. Yeah. As a, a provider, but, um, like I said, just, just to take it one day at a time. Um, and right now try to get as much sleep as we can yeah. whenever she sleeps. Uh, that's, that's my main focus. So, in end of March, beginning of April, what were your conversations like with each of your respective parents? Were, were they giving you comfort or were their fears for their future granddaughter uh, causing you additional um, just was it a complicating factor? Well, uh- we have very, very different parents, <laughs> uh, and both very loving and caring uh, people, uh, but on the political spectrum, very different. Mm. Uh, so Tess's mom actually worked with President Obama. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, you can. It, yeah, my parents are just are pretty liberal and, you know, are, are, you know, we're very much, um, we're nervous and, you know, didn't want to come down, didn't want to put the baby at risk. And we're almost to the point where I was like, look, you guys, like, we're going to need, we, we may need help. Like, yeah. I think you're being almost like too nervous about this, but at the same time, like taking things seriously, like they, my, you know, my mom quarantined herself for 14 days, like before the due date, because she, yeah. she she had to come and take care of our dog. So, you know, she was just like super, and, you know, unfortunately my dad couldn't do the same because he had, had work obligations, but, you know, he, he was staying at home with, with, you know, while, you know, my mom would come down here and it's, it was just, it was hard. Like my mom, the first time she met, held her granddaughter had a mask on you know Mm. it's just like one of those things where you just she was just really nervous about it and you know eventually she's she's been you know able to 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 work from home and not go out and everything so she can come down and help us out um when we need her but it was 
it was scary. And then Zach's parents are, are just are on the other end of the political spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's difficult because we line more with the, the liberals. And, yeah. And, well, it's also difficult uh, where they live. They live in South Carolina and, you know, you know, whereas Illinois was completely shut down and people were taking it very seriously everything was up and running in South Carolina. So it's hard to, yeah. to, you know, see the impact of it when your whole economy is still running, you know, it's not, it's not the same kind of forced isolation like it is. And not to, and, and I don't want to vilify those um, on the opposite political side of the uh, yeah. spectrum, you know, but, uh, but, um, but for us and for me, my mom wanted to be here. She wanted to come as I'm soon sure. as possible. Um, it, this was the first granddaughter. She has, we have, I have two nephews. This is the first granddaughter. Um, and, she, and she, we kept having these conversations where we'd say, I don't think you're able to come, but, uh, right after the birth but we'll make a plan we'll try to get stuff and she's like well i'll just leave uh we will oh sorry that's the dog uh she'll say something like um we'll we'll just plan on being there and you just tell us that you don't want us well no that we'll stay in a hotel no 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 you know that's counterproductive to everything that we we need if you're you are to stay we'll have you stay in our house and all these sorts of things. But, um, but they kind of took, we're taking it a bit as like, um, yeah, I hear people are saying this, but it's not really a big thing. And it's not, it's not going to, yes, the flu, it's not going to affect us. Um, And, but I will say that as we became more stern with how we, we talked to them uh, when we, We'd say, look, no, under no circumstances are you able to come. Yeah. We do, we cannot have you here. Um, we don't, and it's more for you because we don't want you driving, staying in a hotel, um, and being exposed. I mean, like we're young; they're old. They they're not very physically active. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that if something was if they were to catch the virus that would be terrible and i kept saying you know we want you to be around to uh enjoy rory as she grows up for years to come not just risk anything for that day or that that couple days um but so so as i was saying we we were getting more and more stern with them and i think they took it to heart uh my mom started making masks they nice. Were, they, yeah, they weren't going out. Um, they were doing. When they, they were t- born, they did fourteen. They yeah, did a fourteen day like isolation at home. That's they, wonderful. They taking, yeah, 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 big precautions. And although, or I said, I should say, in, despite what was they were watching on Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were mm. still, and they were listening to us. They were saying, well. If we want to see our grandbaby, our granddaughter, then we have to do, make, take these steps. So, um, and and they they did. They yeah. ended up coming up. 
they put a uh, mattress in the back seat and drove wow. the whole way. Um, did, you know, one, only, stopped, only for stopped for gas, and um, they came up and um, for five days, mm-hmm. and then just left uh, early this morning. But that's um, remarkable. Cheers to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and you know it, it, it really does take a village. You know, I, I think of Ian and Daisha over there yeah. in, in London, yeah. uh, and gosh, how they're raising a, a, a baby with uh, yeah far from family and uh, and uh, it it does take a village you just need help um and um, and and so uh the, yeah having my mom and dad come down or come up was was a great joy and great to have them I heard from Ian today that he was on a conference call with 30 people that he was in charge of leading and nine-month-old Jasper crawled over to the router and unplugged it uh, in the (laughs) middle of what he was attempting to do. And so uh, there are some difficulties uh, that that are incumbent upon not having um, that village to help keep uh, your infants away from uh, the router while you are working from home. Definitely. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> so, you know, just to finish the, the first half of this narrative, um, I'm curious if, you're, if, if you are interested in sharing how was April 13th? How was, like, I, I want to hear how that how that journey was just because i think those stories are always kind of special oh so well it was kind of crazy because um my it like you mean like the day the day she was born the, the, the day before she was born because she's born yeah, at 4 a.m before, yeah so she so my water didn't break fully it's not like you not like what happens in the movies mm. um and so we like weren't sure if we should go to the hospital or not. Like we didn't know what was going on. I'm like, is this what I think? Is this really what's happening? Like what's going on? So we waited a while. And what was go. your due date? Her due date was the 17th. Okay, so you were basically right on time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, I was kind of like, well, I wasn't really having like contractions or anything, you know. It, it, and so we're like, do we go? Do we not go? Um, so we ended up going and it turns out that my, it was only partially like broken, which is a thing. Um, and so, but that actually puts you on the clock. Um, it's like basically, you know, her world has opened up and, and that puts her at risk for like infection. Mm. Um, and so, so you're on a clock basically then. And so we went in and I wasn't even like having contractions and, but they still had to induce me because the, my water had broke. So it was crazy. Um, we like went through, they give you all these hormones and they do all these like. Well, for, first walking in the hospital. Yeah. So, so Walking into the hospital was the freakiest thing probably. Yeah. So just, uh, so of course talking with Nate, who's now had three babies uh, and. Um, very our scared friend, of it, him. Yeah. Yeah. Very scared of him. <laughs> and uh, our we had scheduled classes yep. and uh, tour of the hospital and things. All were canceled. Uh, all these things were canceled. And so I was talking to Nate 
weeks uh, weeks leading up and I said, you know, the, our tour of the hospital's canceled. And he said, all you got to do is know where to park and then follow tests. <laughs> She'll know where to go and then they'll direct her and all these things. He said, oh, okay, great. Well, I know where to park because they have it's a nice small community hospital. They have a valet. Yeah. So like you just pull up, you toss in your keys, all good. Well, we pull up <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm, I run out of the car trying to get help test get out of the car, you know, and I, and I just say, tell the guy, Oh, the car's running, park it wherever. And uh, see you later, man. And he's like, Oh, we're not doing valet. You got you to park it. You got to park it down and go down around here. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> so, like, I had to. We had the first to, sure thing is already not a sure yeah, thing. That's yeah. That's amazing. So, so then we, we um, so after we park, we, we walk in and then they wand you. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, you know, ask you a series of um, screening questions about travel and everything. And then I got my temperature taken. Zach got his temperature taken, like, at the door before I could even be, like, That's wild. Yeah. So I'm, like, glad I wasn't in active labor because I would have been, like, get out of my way. Yeah. Like, this one is not – I don't have time for this shit. Oh, and then thinking of preparation stuff. uh, So I have really bad allergies. I sneeze, cough all the time. uh, And and I have asthma, like – so I, um, we knew that the moment we were going to go to the hospital, I was going to take a cocktail of Claritin and like immediate uh, allergy relief and long-lasting allergy relief and my inhaler. Interesting. Just, so because to be no symptoms. Yeah. So yeah. apparently, if you have symptoms, if you're coughing, if you if you have any symptoms, they can reserve the right to to put you through the protocol Pretty, yeah uh, which so so we didn't want to risk any of that so i take a bunch of uh, yeah. a cocktail of uh pills <laughs> and this, I mean, uh, so uh with that so then we we, we go up to the uh, yeah so another thing and then the second part of nate's plan where it's just follow test um that failed as well because they actually moved where I had gone before to see the OB labor and delivery, they had moved it because they had to consolidate the labor and delivery floors to, to accommodate for the COVID floors. So to keep everyone in complete, you know, physical isolation, keep all the babies and new moms separate from all the patients that were COVID positive. So where I was planning on going had turned into a COVID ward and the labor and delivery had all been like isolated into only one floor. <laughs> wow. You almost stumbled into yeah. the COVID hotspot. <laughs> exactly. So that was, that was interesting. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know. And then from there, it was just kind of like things happened. Everything went, you know. Yeah. So, so, well, uh, so nothing to do with COVID, but um, so we, well, we, we, we need to get induced and um and Tess wants to uh, wait as long as she can to have the epidural uh so we we start this pitocin yeah to to help the baby come along and um and we're every all the books and things say oh you know take a walk do whatever yeah. you can stretch your legs because once you get the epidural you're like bed bound 
and so like kind of walk out walk it out as much as you can before yep. you get your epidural well it's not easy to walk in a mask <laughs> yeah so so you're so we're no one's in the hallways um the nurses are pretty confined to where they are or to to like their station and no one's in the hallways and so we took one like lap down to the end of the hall and back we were i was prepared to do this all night yeah. like to be walking and just walking through the pain with that i mean not me but wa test walking through the pain yeah. being there uh but uh but after we did it there and back we just said look it's it, there's there's no it it doesn't seem right to be out yeah um interesting so so we went back and you're in. getting like look yeah like why aren't you in your room yeah and you're, you're getting shame looks for, yeah. ta for taking well, your like pre-baby walks yeah the nurses you know you, you could just tell that they were like oh gosh like just stay, you know like why do we have to why do you have to do this like just stay in your room like we're all masked up like it's just easier if you're not out here too so they just want you to retreated. suck it up yeah we don't want to just retreat it into our room because basically you could have your mask off if you're in your room but anywhere else you needed to wear your mask so it was just kind of hard to pace and breathe through a contraction with a mask on as well <laughs> so so then we get into the, so we, we we um get the epidural we're about to get the epidural and so that's a procedure they asked me to leave the room because it's like a, you have to be in a sterile environment yeah okay. so i leave the room i'm sitting in this little uh waiting room area by myself there's no one else there that's um, so and, weird which is usually uh, packed with like moms and dads and grandparents yeah. and little brothers and sisters and that's, it's crazy I mean, it's just zach sitting there alone and it yeah it, it, it's that i can't we watched so what are you doing zach i i am are you on your phone i am <laughs> texting with like nate like just i'm just going bananas um I'm I, and so, sure. but so so Tess is just getting this epidural. It's not I mean it's it's fifteen, twenty minute procedure. Yeah. Well the nurse comes out and was like, uh uh, we've got a bit of an issue. Oh. Tess is fine, but we uh the anesthesiologist went too far. Yeah. Um and so Ugh. she can't feel anything from her lay or from her chest down. Yeah. So oh. they like basically gave me like a full spinal tap instead of an epidural. So, so I had not to not to ruin the flow of the story. I had an epidural no. injection for a bad back, um, and the anesthesiologist missed, and I was yeah. paralyzed for from the waist down when I wasn't supposed to be paralyzed at all for yeah. three hours. And yeah. it is one of the worst feelings, and it, it makes you realize why an anesthesiologist is an important job because if it does if it doesn't <laughs> if they don't do it well, like you are fucked. Yes. Sure. Literally, Zach came back in the room with like eyes blazing, and I was like, "All I could say is like, please, I'm not paralyzed. Like, I'm not paralyzed. Don't worry, I'm not paralyzed." I was it's like, "Tell temporary. him I'm not paralyzed." And so, of course, I'm like, I asked, "Are you okay? Everything okay? How are you?" And then I just turned to the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, "What happened?" Well, you know, we we went too far. Or what did she say? She, she it, like it she, basically. Well, she, said, she said something that was like, um, "I missed." I missed, and I was like, "How did you miss? How, define that. 
tell me what that means. And, you know, this is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be the voice of calm and just uh, peace. That, oh, poor and poor I'm everyone. Dr- drilling this doctor, like, what do you mean you missed? How do you do this? Did you miss on the last person? Why is this? You know, oh. and, then, and so then they so said, sad. you <laughs> so then they said they were like you have to um wait two hours you have to wait two hours uh, to start to wear off and then they had to re-give me an epidural yeah oh so, god so for two hours you know we're in the room and so they stopped the pitocin so they stopped kind of forcing the labor yeah. or inducing the labor uh which is not good because that was already on a, a clock like per infection uh, yeah so so then um so we're there, I'm just like rubbing her legs and we're just talking and working through this. And then after two hours, she starts to get her leg, her feeling in her legs back. They, contraction feelings coming back. Contractions, she can start to feel that. Um, because with this spinal, you can't really even push. Yeah. You don't. You, you uh, can't do anything. Yeah. 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 So like, there's um, nothing down there. No. Yeah. So, it was like jellyfish. Yeah. Um, I so, hate it. So, it's the worst. It's terrible. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you can relate because it was it was the weirdest feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then so then they did the epidural again. Yeah. And went and so that the first time was with a what was the resident or, or like the I don't know the steps of the doctor being a doctor but it was the one below and then the higher doctor came in and did she right. she did it right. And, um, anyways, she can't, so then once she had the epidural and they started her on the Pitocin again, slowly, uh, we took a nap. Yeah. We, yeah, why not? we, we yeah, fell asleep for about load that hours. sleep. Another like two hour chunk. We fell asleep. Um, and I'm just on the chair next to her. Um, and she's there just kind of having uh, mild contractions yeah. uh, with this epidural, and and then they kind of woke us and said, "Yeah." So I ended up. What happened was I did get an infection, so I spiked the temperature, and mm. then the baby's heart rate started to go kind of like crazy. Ugh. And so they're like, "Okay, so we need to give give birth now." I was like, "Am I ready? I don't know. Like, is this is this is this going to happen right now? Like, is it time?" And so. They were like, yep, be like everything's going according to plan, you know, like you're 10 centimeters, it's time to push. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was time to push. And then that actually thankfully went quickly. So. 15 minutes later. So does that mean that yeah. you were, you, you, were you only in labor for 15 minutes then? So that's like the final stage of, of active labor. Um, okay. And so that, you know, it's like the pushing stage. And so I was, I mean, I was definitely like in labor, but it was just hard to tell with the spinal block and with, um, and then with the epidural, it like keeps you pretty. So people were, ladies um, will push for up to four hours. And if it crosses past that four hour mark, then they, uh, uh, they do a C-section. Yeah. Um, And, but to, to be pushing for such a short amount of time. And uh, I'm telling you this, we had a nurse who's this just seasoned. She's been doing it for 30 some years. She said she's delivered as many as three kids a a day. 
um, she was just. Uh, she's a champ. And she just told her. She was like yelling at me, but in the best way. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like I'm there, just I love you. You're, you're doing great. You know, she's just push harder, do it harder. Come on, she. I mean, she's like she a soul cycle instructor. Yeah, exactly. Real rev. It was. It was like a soul cycle instructor. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, and she was just. And she was so kind that leading up and after, and she was kind during it too, but she would just got real. She to get you motivated. It, it was, it was awesome. Um, and so. Shout out to her. Yeah. yeah Nellie. Uh, Nellie. Her name was Nellie. And yeah. So, Nellie's a real MVP. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. LVP, so, that so, first anesthesiologist, she gets last place in the ranking of this story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, entirely. Um, Second and, to last place is the valet. Those are the two villains of the story valet. so far. Like, what, why are you even wearing the jacket? Why, why, <laughs> why are you having a valet jacket if you're going to just tell me, no, you got to park it yourself? Not helpful. Uh, jacket wearing uh, valet, not doing his job. Exactly. Uh, so, I, sorry, uh, I interrupted you. So, so no. the cheering's going and you're getting pumped up and it's 15 minutes. It's like that last set where you're on your Peloton bike and you're climbing that hill and you're pushing hard and the music's pumping. Yeah. And, um, and then, so the doctor at one point was like, uh, Zach, look down here. Here's the head. And, you know, awesome. I looked, uh, and then, and then she was like, and the bit, the baby came out. She was beautiful. She was great. Yes. Um, the, the doctor said, doctor and like the the nurse was like zach um here take these scissors cut this um so i cut the umbilical cord Good for you buddy uh, well, well done uh, i wasn't planning on it they it was it was in the moment that they were it almost like they needed help they were like hey <laughs> hey man you got I a spare hand, pair of hands over there can you help us out i'm like yeah here we go and like Team player, buddy. What, it was, what he was doing, he yeah. had done it. Yeah, like, oh, you need help? I'm, I'm there. So, uh, utility player. So that we, uh, and then uh, they put Rory on on Tess's chest just for a moment. Yeah, because they her heart rate was so high that they had to put her through some tests and everything, but it was fine. And then she was fine. Um, and then, um, so. Everything was good, but then they wanted to. Then, because I had a fever, they wanted to test me for COVID. COVID. Oh God! And you're like, wait and, a second, I'm not yeah. going to be able to be with Rory for the next fortnight. Yeah, exactly. And so that's Fuck. that's when I started freaking out. It's basically, you know, an hour after giving birth, they're like, "So this is technically what we're supposed to be doing." Uh, I was like, "Absolutely not." I was like, "I I only had a fever because I had." this infection because my water had technically been broken for like 36 hours and you know it was just ridiculous that but they are just it was out of an abundance of caution I understand yeah. but luckily we had a really awesome another nurse who was just amazing she was like look this is what hospital protocol is anyone who spikes a fever goes through this kind of testing she's like you have you can refuse to do it though and I was like, and she was like looking me dead in the eye. I was like, you can refuse this. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this. And she was like, that's okay. It's all okay. I was like, okay. And they basically had to have like an emergency, like board meeting to say like, 
I refuse to do this and they're still going to let me be with my baby and like go through the rest of like the postpartum like steps at the hospital is crazy. And your your fever fell too. It it, it spiked and then fell. It was. um, The second they put me on antibiotics, it was like, yeah. Nice job hospital for, you know, (laughs) being, being judicious with its rules. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, and then, like, what were your adrenaline and hormone levels like? Did you go to sleep? I mean, you've been you taking that little nap. Like, what what was what was Rory's first day like for the two of you? She snoozed (laughs) the whole day. (laughs) Yes, she she was asleep. Um, It. um, We were just like so jacked up. Yeah, all sorts of adrenaline. Cool. Um, Looking back, we should have slept. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, save up those I, stores I, of sleep. Yeah. At one point, I know we like looked at each other and said, "Oh, we could do this. Yeah. That's not bad." And then, but that was just because she was sleeping that whole yeah, day. Yeah. And then, day two came, <laughs> night two came, <laughs> and uh, and the but and so this is these hospitals. Um, or, or this hospital is one that quote unquote family friendly. Yes, it's family friendly. So, so the baby, the newborn, stays with you in the room. So it's not like in the movies where you the baby goes to a um, uh, yeah nursery with a bunch of other babies. It's um, uh, it you uh, she she stays with you. So you know if she's up. Uh, it, which happened the night too. She was up the lot of the night um, every other every other hour. You know, we're up. Um, but uh, but it's it, uh, your adrenaline just for for me to see Tess and you just had to get a whole new respect for for women and sure. their ability and what they're able to do. I mean, there's no way. I am strong enough or would ever be strong enough to do that. Um, and test. Do you draw the line at cutting the umbilical cord? Is that, is, is that I, all, I mean, all that yeah, you're prepared I, to really do? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I um, maybe you'll do the I, anesthesiologist shot next time. You'll take on that. Yeah. One. yeah like, I, well, I, I mean, just, just like the strength to be able to do that while also to, to give birth, uh, while also, um, or moments later to, uh, to just start to feed and, and, and just instantly become mother and, and, and like, it's just, there's just, it's overwhelming. And, and to have mother's day right around the corner here this weekend, uh, yeah. What did you guys do? Uh, like just. I, I just maybe we'll open a bottle of wine. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's it's just it's just crazy to, to what what these women are able to do, and for as it's just as strong as she is, or you know, she, I, I just words can't say it. Yeah, uh, you know, they're they're just it, she was just amazing. So, uh, so yeah. That, what that, day did that you guys? Go. What day did you guys come home? So I, we had to stay an extra day because of um, I was on antibiotics. So we came home the Friday after. So she was born on Wednesday, and we came home Friday. Yeah, yeah. And it's just been a, a cycle of 
trying to get as much sleep in as possible and yeah. keep keeping little Rory fed and happy. And uh, you had the you had your parents come in, and it sounds like it's going all things considered pretty darn well. Yeah, I mean, she's just uh, she's a relatively calm baby. We are we're blessed by by that. Um, you know, uh, she she cries when she wants food. She cries when she has uh, too dirty of a diaper. Uh, you know, um, other than that. Um, she she sleeps um and so it's uh, it, it's she's, she's relatively really uh, really calm and and like i said we're, we're just extremely blessed by that uh, and so. is there a silver lining in all this covid19 stuff that in effect that you will all be together for the foreseeable future there is not going to be a getting back to work and leaving the house for some time? Uh, I think it was better b before I left for maternity leave. Like it was nice to have, can I tell you? It was nice to have two weeks work from home, like before I actually went into labor. That's, that, that's definitely the silver lining. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, that, like, that being that pregnant is just miserable. Yeah. Tess was able to, to be at home, um, and allow me to, to just wait on her and, and and just do whatever I can in proximity to with her to to help her. Um, you know, I just couldn't imagine uh, just getting up and uh, and walking around the office. You know, nine months pre pregnant. It's just <laughs> yeah. It, but I mean, Zach, there, you're not going to be getting back to international art fair travel for a while. I mean. You guys are going to be, I'm guessing, a family unit um, pretty intact with not a lot of leaving the house for the foreseeable future. Or am I am I misunderstanding how it is now out in Chicago? Because New York, like, I don't anticipate anybody really going back to work for a while. Uh, you're, sorry, that's strict, but you're exactly right. Uh, we have, um, well, Masterpiece in London was canceled. Uh, that's uh, that was the beginning of July, um, so that was canceled. Um, and then, um, what else were we doing? There was a show in Chicago, uh, Newport. Uh, everything just has been canceled. Uh, Boston uh, in October. Um, we're waiting to hear back uh, on that one. Um, so, um, so. so all, all these things are just up in the air, all the shows. Um, but, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, it's good to be home. It's good to have kind of not these, oh, these responsibilities. Uh, sorry, dog. Barking. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, yeah. So, so question, uh, um, yeah, back in the art world, not there's. It's good to be. It's good to know that I'm not going to have responsibilities of of travel and and shows and things like that. Um, it, like I said, it does make me nervous that that's where my job is so focused on sales. That the whole world. Yeah, the whole world's in the same place, and uh, I I have a great boss who uh, who just really does understand and respects what where 
where I am and what I, in my life and everything uh, that nature. So, um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate in that, that regard. Yeah. And you get to just focus on being a dad and that's a really cool thing. You know, we already know that Tess is absolutely crushing it and <laughs> it's so cool that you get to celebrate your first mother's day. Um, God, in three days, if I'm doing my calendar yeah. math, right. Yeah, right. Uh, and, you know, Zach, I think you'll have earned your first Father's Day come June. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You're, you're, yeah. you're putting the work in there, buddy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, uh, in these early days, all, all you can do is change diapers and, and try to feed from the bottle. But, uh, you know, uh, Tess, the mom's got the, the toughest job. And, uh, and so that's the, uh, I mean, three days already seems too long to wait for a first, uh, or no, three weeks, I guess I should say. It seems like it's too long to wait for her first uh, Mother's Day. She she deserves a ton of credit for everything. So. I love that. And, you know, I, I'm so thankful that we carved out some time for you to share what was even a more interesting story than I had anticipated. And I had high hopes. <laughs> this has been so like, I'm just like excited to share this story with other people And two couples in particular, um, are having babies, uh, next month. And do you have any kind of last wise words from them before we wrap up today? Oh gosh. Um, It'll all be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, think big picture. Yeah. Think big, big picture. picture. Uh, it's only temporary. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just, you know, uh, enjoy the moment. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice we got for our wedding and something that I continue to tell friends who get married uh, is take a moment when you're in that time, in that moment, take time in that moment to really uh, connect and remind yourselves where where you are and what got brought you there. Um, and it's the same in that instance when you're in the hospital, when you're waiting in the waiting room, um, just waiting for your bed to open, or um, you know, right after you uh, the baby comes, take that moment and uh, just look at your significant other and say, you know, remind each other why and how you're, you've got, you got there. Uh, so it's a pretty special time. Something, you know, it, my folks, Tessa's folks, they keep telling us the same story of when we were born over and over and over again. Um, so it's, you're going to do that to your kids. So uh, just like I said, take that moment, take that time. Yeah. I love that so much, and I love the two of you and little Rory so much as well. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for spending an hour with me today. Um, it's uh, It's been too long, my friends, and I, I look forward to <laughs> I look forward to doing more random catch-ups uh, in a non-podcast form. Um, we would love that. Definitely. Well, I can't wait to come back to uh, New York and hang out and uh, be normal. 
be normal. Yeah, yeah. I want to non-distance. Yeah. yeah. God. So do I. Hopefully sooner than later. But you know what? We're going to get through this. And I'm excited to see what's on the other side. Definitely. Definitely. All right, my Thanks, friends. Steve. Take care. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be uh, texting and talking with you soon. That sounds good. Great. Thanks. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.